And we're back, people. We're back, back, back at it. This episode was fantastic. Amazing. Like, we're really starting to cook now. Oh, I loved it. So many things are being set up. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm Latara. I'm Laura. And this is Passions Podcast. So, today we're talking about episodes 63 and 64. Yes. And this is episode 36 of the podcast. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. I was, like, so happy the entire time. I was, like, on the edge of my seat. Not, I mean... You know how a lot of times we'll be watching an episode and I'm just like, this is dumb. This is yeah. stupid. You didn't say it one time. I didn't. Not one I time. I didn't. They really managed to get like a lot of good stuff in there that yeah. made sense. And they're really starting to show us some true story, some good, good story. There's a lot of uh, meetings that are yeah. occurring right now. Lots of fact finding, lots of information being processed. It's it's getting very good. Yeah, they took the time to really introduce us to all of these characters and we, we've seen some of them interact, but now we're seeing others interact mm-hmm. who we maybe wouldn't have even thought would have interacted or yeah. would even know each other, yeah. but it turns out they do know yeah. each other. <laughs> <laughs> One incident in particular yeah. stands out to me. I can't wait. Let's so get, let's into, get it. into this. Let's get into this. Episode 63 opens with Chad on a cross country bus. <laughs> Taking a bus across the country. And he, Laura made the joke. She was like, he got there fast. And I was like, yeah, the Concord bus. The Concord He's bus. He's on the Concord bus. <laughs> We later find out that he flew to Boston and then took a bus yeah. from there to Harmony. But for all we knew, yeah. he just like... I thought he got on a cross-country bus. I did too. I was like, man, that's going to take him weeks. Well, I was like, you know, he doesn't have any money. Bus pu- bus travel is cheaper than air travel. Yeah. Generally. Although, I don't know if taking a bus cross-country is cheaper than flying. Because it costs so much money, like gas and everything... Like to a bus from a Greyhound from like here to Tennessee is like a hundred and twenty dollars. So mm-hmm. I imagine across across the country would be yeah. at least triple that, and you can get a flight to L.A. for you know two fifty three hundred dollars, yeah. especially if it's a one way. Yeah, because he's not doing a return yeah. trip. You yeah, know? so well, well, he did fly. He did fly. We just yeah, didn't we know just that. didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't know. Yeah, but he's he's on a bus headed to Harmony, and his seat partner is listening to his song. He's listening to the song. I don't know I don't anything know else. I like, just do that, that yeah. one little thing. I don't know, but he's listening to that song that Chad helped produce, and Chad's mm-hmm. like, that's my song. And the seat partner's like, yeah, I love this song, too. And he's like, no, it's really my song. Like, I worked my ass off. Like, the things, your favorite part about that song is the thing that I wrote. Yeah. So they talk about that, and... Yeah, and the guy's like, oh, I can't wait to tell people I met you. And he's looking for him in the CD cover. Yeah. And Chad's like, you're not going to find me in there. They stole it from me and this and that. And But the guy, the seat partner, like, encourages him not to give up on his dreams. Don't give up on music, man. You're too talented. Yeah. It was nice. It was Chad, nice. And, you know, Chad needed some lifting up. Yes, he did. He did. And I'm glad that he his really seat did. partner was nice to him. Yeah. So the seat partner's like, where are you headed? And he's like, Harmony. And he's like, why are you going to Harmony? <laughs> he's like, I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> but then the seat partner whips out like a stack of pictures that he had had developed from a roll of film, presumably. <laughs> he's like a stack of pictures of him in Harmony. He's like, this is me in Harmony. I used to be a, I'm a lifeguard there every summer. And here's all the, the photographic evidence to prove it. Just showing him pictures of yeah. Harmony. Yeah. So Chad is... 
getting ready to see Harmony USA. He arrives at the bus depot, gets off the bus, and one of the workers comes in, and he's like, oh, hope you have a coat. It's getting chilly out there. Bullshit. And he says this to Chad, who is wearing, like, a mustard yellow polo, polo shirt, shirt with a bunch of puka shells. And it was tight, like puka too. shell necklace. He looked good he in looks it. He looks like a cool guy. He looks like a very cool guy. He looks like a cool guy who's about to be a cold guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be really chilly. He walks outside. He's like, Burn. Freezing my ass off. I was like, it's July. Latari, <laughs> you gotta let it go. I know, I gotta let it <laughs> you go. Gotta it's let been it go. Six days. It hasn't. It's been months. So they say. So they say. I bet yeah. we're on the verge of like October. It's almost Christmas. Oh yeah, they're talking about. They're Christmas. talking about Christmas already, but well, it, it is. They're doing like the fall thing, so yeah. it is fall, whatever it is. But yeah, so he uh, ends up kind of. Stealing a newspaper, basically, he yeah. sits there on a bench, waits for someone to buy a newspaper, and then like stops the, the the lid from closing, grabs a newspaper, is flipping through it, and is like, ah, a house fire in Castleton, a police fundraiser. Man, this newspaper is stupid. There's nothing helpful in here. No leads. It's like, yeah. okay, Chad, you've been here for five minutes, for five seconds, and you've caught up on everything there is to know. You're good. There's no leads in this newspaper. It's like. <laughs> Well, what did you think you you thought today's newspaper was gonna have like jobs secret, for Chad was gonna have like the secret of your birth in it? Yeah, right? you know what I mean. Like, yeah, so he gets frustrated. He just he has a short fuse. That's what I'm learning about Chad. He has a short fuse, but he calls Henry. His name was Henry. Yep, and uh, calls him collect, and is like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing here. This was a mistake. Blah blah blah. And Henry gives him some words of encouragement. He's like, well, what do you know? And he's like, I was looking through the newspaper. I don't know. It looks like there's this rich family, the Crane family, and they have a lot to do with the town. They basically run the place. But something tells me I'm not related to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. Yeah. He's like, I'm sure I'm not related to those people. Yeah. But that makes me go, that makes me wonder, like, things, if. Yeah, things that make you go, make you go, hmm. Because they made such, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I know. mean, I don't know. So... <laughs> Uh, so Chad's gonna head Chad over to the police fundraiser. To the police fundraiser. Did I say Chaz? Chad is gonna head over to the police fundraiser. <laughs> yes, Chad is headed to the nighttime flea market they're having. They're having a nighttime flea market. I've yeah. never heard of this. Like, I guess it's like a bazaar, like a charity bazaar. But a yeah. flea market happens on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, I think during the day. In in my mind, I kind of get where Grace is coming from, where she kind of wants it to be like an elevated version because it's a fundraiser, which to me implies like some sort of elegance. So they're doing a flea market, but they're trying to elevate it by doing it at nighttime, I guess. But no one's really dressed up for it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the language that has been used that is the problem for me. Yeah. Like, it's not a flea market. It's a bazaar. Yeah. Call it a bazaar. Or what, or what also could have worked is if they had just done, like, silent auction stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that also almost kind of... It's kind of what it is, but it's not. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they all brought just, like, shit they didn't want anymore. Yeah. And nobody's going to bid on that shit. Yeah, did you, you see Tabitha's mean? box? Yeah. <laughs> pulled, like, a crow out of it. Like, oh, okay, Tabitha. So, basically, everybody in this town is headed to this fundraiser tonight. Mm-hmm. So, before we get over there, let's do Teresa. Okay. Let's go to the Lopez Fitzgerald home. Let's Pick up it. with them really quickly, because we can get through this pretty fast. Sure. So, over at Teresa's home, remember, Ethan and Whitney have shown up, showed her the security camera tape, showing that Ethan was the person who tripped up and bumped into the egg man, and 
he got egg on his face on his all on his own. Yeah. Like it had nothing he, to do with Teresa. He didn't need any help with it. He is, and he has also like absolved her of all wrong, all wrongdoing. He's like, you know, seeing this makes me think maybe everything else was ex- were accidents too. <laughs> and she's like so excited and overjoyed that she grabs him and she kisses him on the cheek. And then she pulls back in like horror. And he goes, why did you kiss me, Teresa? <laughs> <laughs> And everyone's looking at her, and they don't say this, but their faces are like, yes, why did you kiss him, yeah. Teresa? Why did you kiss him, Teresa? What? And so Pilar kind of pulls him aside. Yeah. She's like, you know, Teresa's very emotional and high-strung, and she's you should have seen her as a child on Christmas Day. <laughs> you should see her on Christmas morning. <laughs> she's quite explosive. Yeah. So Ethan goes, well, she certainly is emotional. Yeah. Meanwhile... <laughs> Whitney is talking to Teresa. She's she goes. You better rein in your home hormones, girl. You better rein them in. Like oh get it together, gosh. Teresa. <laughs> oh, Whitney is so over it. She's like, girl, I just saved your ass. Please stop. Yeah, don't ruin it. Yeah, don't ruin it. But she, you know, Teresa was just super excited. Mm-hmm. And he kind of excuses it and says, oh, I understand why you did that. You're just excited, whatever, right? And then. Teresa very quickly explains every single accident again and explains exactly what happened each time, Mm -hmm. you know, and how it was an accident. He's like, huh, I guess those were accidents. You know, he's just like, yeah, okay. It's like, interesting, but why are you so accident prone around me? Direct quote. Why, I don't understand why I was the chosen one. Yeah, he is the chosen one. Okay. All right, All right. Ethan. Jesus allegory. Like, <laughs> calm down, Ethan. Right, well, I am the chosen one. <laughs> He's Moses. Like, stop asking everybody, Ethan. In like, the wilderness. You just had some accidents happen around you. Like, get over yourself. Get over yourself, <laughs> Prince Crane. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah, so he's just like, whoa, do you know Pilar? Do you know Whitney? Why does she always have these accidents around me only? Oh, he's, ugh. Yeah, I, I, he, Ethan is extremely daft. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. So, and also, the thing is, if someone was really accident prone and they happened to be accident prone around me and, like, accidents happened to me, I would actually, I would assume that they just did that all the time like it wasn't about me that it was like she just trips and falls a lot yeah. and whoever's around is gonna get smothered and like <laughs> shit you know enjoy your honey mustard bath yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, a bath of honey mustard oh god oh i love honey mustard though well um, Sweet Baby Ray's has a type of mustard that's called golden mustard. It's oh. very hard to find. It's quite rare, but it is goddamn delicious. It's so good. Anytime I see it, I buy like three bottles. Oh, wow. I haven't seen any golden in mustard. like a year or so. Yeah. yeah. Huh. <sighs> Sorry. But it's so good <laughs> on wings. Oh, it's so good. It's not like honey mustard. It's yeah. like. And they don't sponsor us. Liquid We're gold. just telling you this. I, yeah. We're I'm, just helping you out. Goodness if you of our find, hearts. If you find some golden mustard. Please send some to me. How? How? I'll give them a P.O. box. Okay. I'll get a P.O. box and then send that out. All right. Going on. I'm very sorry. I said we could get through this quickly and we have not. We can't get through anything quickly. <laughs> we, come on. So what happens next? So uh, Pilar leaves for the fundraiser. She's like, yeah. you know, I've got to get going. I said I would help out. I have some things to do. But uh, so I'm going to run ahead and I'll meet you all at the fundraiser. Because Ethan 
has asked Teresa to help him find a file that she typed up for him. He can't find the report on his computer anywhere. Right. And so she and Ethan and Whitney are going to head over to the Crane Mansion so that Teresa can help him because she has used a personal filing system. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's no wonder you can't find it because I use a kind of special filing system. It's like, what's wrong with alphabetical order? Yeah, or just like the name of the document is the name that you save it under. Anyway, (laughs) they go to the Crane Mansion and Whitney follows behind because she's very concerned about Teresa. She's like, I'm just coming to keep an eye on her. Rightly so. She needs to be chaperoned at all times. So they get back to the Crane Mansion and when they get there... Ethan hands Whitney a scrapbook. <laughs> yeah. Her father has a, a tennis photo album from back when he played, I guess, like... Yeah, Ethan's father, Julian. Oh, sorry. E- what did I say? You said her father. Her father. Ethan's father, Julian, has a tennis scrapbook um, from when he played. And I guess he was semi-professional? We or, don't know yet. I, I don't really know. Okay. He uh, said in high school, he said he was really serious about it in high school, is what... Um, Ethan said. Got it. So, kind of like what Whitney is. Are we meant to believe that like TC and, and Julian, Julian have like a run, rivals. had a run in? But we're like Julian's rivals. much older than TC. Is he? He look. Maybe he's just lived a harder <laughs> life. <laughs> he looks older. Doesn't mean he is, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So she's flipping through the scrapbook. Meanwhile, Ethan is saying, saying inappropriate things to Teresa. I literally wrote, Ethan is flirting with Teresa. That's all I wrote. It's so inappropriate. He told her how beautiful her eyes are. Beautiful? She's, did I say beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching too much Love After Lockup. Those people can't speak correctly. <laughs> um, oh, my God, those people. Anyway, beautiful. How is that better for you? It was it was beautiful. Thank you. He's flirting with her, telling her how beautiful her eyes are. How all the boys in school must be fawning over her. And if they aren't, they're crazy. It's, it's weird. It's Ooh. weird to say the least. Yeah. It's weird to say the least. You know what? It brought me back to like never been kissed where mm-hmm. the teacher doesn't know that Drew Barrymore is like undercover uh, yeah. and is an adult. And he says things to her along the lines of, man... If you were my age, like, something Mm -hmm. could happen. Or, like, you know, like, it's a good thing you're not my age because, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, it was... Inappropriate at best. Those those vibes. It's like, Well, and, like, Ethan knows that Teresa is a child. Right. And is in high school. And, like, again... Again, Passions is setting us up to believe that Ethan is younger than he is. Just like they're setting us up to believe that we've been watching this show for months and it's only (laughs) been six days. Like, they're trying to force this, like, narrative of time. They got a thing about time, Mm. okay? Because... Teresa can't be any older than 18, maybe. She's seven. She's probably 17. Unless she got held back. She's probably 17. But can't you not attend high school after a certain age? So even it's after like, it's after like 21, 22. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you can go to high school. You can still go to high school. Yeah. But they're trying to convince us that Ethan is like, they're close to the same age. And they're not. He's right. a practicing lawyer. Yeah. And she's in high school. Yeah. Problematic. At- at best. Yeah, yeah. At best. But I do love this love story. I'm not going to lie. I'm liking it too, but I'm glad that they're taking some time with it as opposed to how they like just forced Frank Franklin and Whitney 
together. It's like, no, this is not okay. At least, like, with with Teresa, we're going to watch her turn into an adult, you know, before anything really gets off the ground. Well, and also, Teresa really, like, loves Ethan. Like, she's obsessed with him. And it does make a little bit of a difference that she, that she does have, like, these feelings versus Frank was kind of, like, forcing himself onto Whitney in mm-hmm. a way and, like, inserting himself in her life. Yeah. And it's kind of the other way around, so it makes it a little bit... But he should have some self-restraint. He should not be saying these things to a of child. Of course not, no. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Again, I said we could get through Teresa of fast. We can. we can. You love talking about Teresa. I love her so much. Okay. And she's so beautiful. And, like, how can she do those, like, they do, like, those raccoon eyes on her. Yeah, and she's still fucking around. gorgeous <sighs> in her 90s makeup. And yeah. she's so beautiful. Yep. It's unfair. Ugh. We can't all look like Teresa Lopez Fitzgerald. We cannot. But, um, so Ethan says these inappropriate things. Whitney's looking through the scrapbook, and Teresa pulls up the file and is like, oh, this is why you probably couldn't find it. I saved it under ECTLF. And Ethan's like, what's that? And she goes, ah. Uh. You're like, because immediately I was like, that's Ethan Crane, Teresa Lopez Fitzgerald. Yeah. And, and she's like, oh, it's your initials and my initials. He's like, why'd you do it like that? And she's like, oh, just something I came up with in the moment. It just, it doesn't mean anything. She's like, well, I couldn't carve the heart around it on the computer, (laughs) but this is the closest I could get. That's so dumb. Why would she do that? So they flirt some more and he says, oh, I guess you could come back to work here now that you're not, you're not a stalker. Because he's like, it's too bad you don't work for us anymore. And he's like, but you didn't have to leave. So come back. She's like, Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pilar's going to be pissed. Pilar's going to be pissed. Meanwhile, in the background, Whitney is finishing up with a scrapbook and, like, drops it. And as she's retrieving it, a picture has fallen out. Yeah. Of her father. Yeah, it's a cutout of TC from the newspaper. It's, like, finalist. What did it say? I don't remember. I didn't write it down. And I, I, can't remember. I feel like that was important, and I forgot, too. Like, finalist in, like, a tennis championship of some sort? Something like that. But, yeah. Does Julie and Tanya Harding him? I don't know. I can't tell you anything. Okay. I don't. I know I'm going to ask you things, but I don't want an answer. <laughs> I, I'm not going. To, I'm not going to answer. Okay. All I know is they know each other. Okay. All right. Which we knew already. Which we knew already, but it's obviously goes deeper than we were. Well, remember to when TC saw Julian at the uh, country club when. Whitney said that Crane Industry, or said that there was a corporate sponsor that right. wanted to meet with him. Yeah. And then he found out it was Julian, and he was like, hell no. Like, the look that right. he gave Julian and the and just shut the whole thing down and walked away, you know. You knew. You know there's something there. Something deep mm. there. Deeper than just, like, I don't like the Cranes. Right. Yeah, it's personal, for sure. Oh, boy. So that's where we leave... That storyline. 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we leave that storyline. So uh, remember that flea market that everyone's headed headed to? We're going to go there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Russells are carrying boxes into this flea market. Um, Sam is helping. Grace is helping. And they're all just kind of collecting items to get them ready for sale. And they pick up a box with a beautiful pink like ball gown in it. And... I don't remember who picks up the dress, but they start playing with it. Eve pulls it out and... uh, It's like, oh, it's so beautiful. She says it's so beautiful. And Grace is like, oh, who donated that? And Eve's like, Ivy Crane, of course. Who else? Right. And that sparks a flashback for Sam. It triggers quite the flashback for Sam. He's got a new wig. 
it's in this worse. Life. Like, it's way worse. It's worse. This it's one's like this like worse. short cropped kind of like Caesar hairdo. Yeah. Only they like like spiked the hair down it, instead of. Oh, it's terrible. It made him look like a '70s serial killer. <laughs> like he really looked like he was probably gonna, you know, BTK. Ivy. Oh, oh no! You know what I mean? Oh, like no. he, it made him look terrible. He didn't look good. Yeah, he, it made him look threatening. <laughs> <laughs> he looked dangerous. <laughs> he looked dangerous. Yeah. So there, in this flashback, what happens? Ivy comes out in her beautiful pink dress, and basically, she's he's like, "You look so beautiful," and she's like, "We got to get out of here before anybody sees us. Like, right. let's go quietly." So they, they run off. It's nothing major happens. I don't think it's just we see whatever their dynamic was. And here's a question: Was that the front of the Crane Mansion? Because it looks like the front of the Crane Mansion. This, I'm so glad you picked this up because this is my question. It looked like it was the front of the Crane Mansion, but. Ivy Crane married into the Julie into Julian Crane's family. And I hope they explain whatever it is. Like maybe she was staying there, kinda like Gwen is there a lot. Yeah, or maybe I, she was like a ward situation. Yeah, I don't know. I know their families are both really rich and close, so like unless she was with Julian already and was sneaking off to meet Sam. Yeah, I feel like maybe that's part of it. I feel I feel like maybe their parents put them together uh-huh. and so she was kind of sneaking off, but she wasn't married to Julian yet. Yeah. So I don't think she saw Sam after they got married. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it sounds, based on what we learned in this episode, we can just go to it because it's it's coming up next. Sam and TC are talking. Mm-hmm. And Sam says, or TC says to Sam, you know, I have always steered clear of the things that you don't want to talk about. And I know that you do the same for me, but I know your history with Ivy still bothers you. And if you ever do want to talk about it, I'm your friend and I'm here for you. Yeah. And so whatever that history is, is complicated because it sounds like Sam moved away as soon as Ivy and Julian yeah. got hitched, moved to Boston. That's where he met Grace, saved her from the fire, and then eventually ended up moving back to Harmony. Yeah. But it sounds like that marriage between Ivy and Julian is the thing that kind of drove him out the of town. Catalyst. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Sam and Ivy have a have a history, a storied history we have to learn about. Uh-huh. I can't wait to really get to the details of that. And so Sam has this flashback and he kind of snaps back in it, back into reality. And the kids, um, Kay and Simone, are like looking through these boxes and they're like, ew, what's all this stuff? <laughs> this was hilarious. What's all this stuff? They're pulling out ugly stuff. And they're like, this must be Tabitha's box. And Sam <laughs> comes over and is like, no, I have you know, I was like voted best dressed at my high school wearing these shoes and this and that. And uh, then TC comes over and they both... Are like, let's show them how cool we were. <laughs> and then they do a dance. <laughs> they do a dance. I loved it. I they loved do, it. They do like a two step. And then one of them, I think it's Sam, drops to the floor and TC jumps over him. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> they do like the points. They do like a couple oh, disco yeah, like points. Disco. I will take footage and post it. Absolutely, it was was great. I it was yeah. It was an excellent. We really started this started this episode off right. It's an excellent (laughs) moment, and and then Kay and Simone are like laughing, and Kay's like, Dad. I bet you had lots of girlfriends, didn't you? Didn't back in the day. And then he's like, "Oh, there's a sign over there that needs fixing." (laughs) (laughs) He like makes an excuse and leaves. You know, 
oh, and that's when TC pulls him aside and talks to him about right. um, the cranes. And he says, you know, they're going to be around. You're going to be seeing them more often. Mm-hmm. So, again, if you need me, I got your back. Yep, so while those men are talking, their wives, Eve and Grace, are talking, and Eve makes a point to kind of pull out one of TC's old coats and is putting it on the rack, and is like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're doing this flea market as an excuse just for me to go through his old shit and get rid of it. The way he's attached to this jacket, you'd think he would have saved the world wearing this stupid thing. It's ridiculous. It's so old and out of fashion, it doesn't even fit. I don't know why he keeps it. I'm getting rid of this thing. Yeah, she sneakily pulls (sighs) this jacket out. Like, he leaves and then she pulls it out. She's mm-hmm. like, all right, I can, now's my chance. And then she slides it into a, onto a rack yeah. to probably never be seen again by TC. I think that, because they've made a point to say, Chad is coming to town. He's cold. He's got to get a coat. He's just showing up. I think he's probably going to end up with TC's old coat and find something in it. Yeah, well, that's what I said when she put it away and she was talking about how much he loved it. I was like, did she check the pockets? Right. That's such a... a 90s, 80s, 90s trope where somebody left something in the pocket of a coat. Mm-hmm. There's an episode of The Golden Girls where Blanche has a coat and she put a lottery ticket. She went put a Whoa. winning lottery ticket in it and then it got donated to uh, a bazaar, actually. Oh. Like for homeless people and then they go and it's like she's so disappointed in herself after seeing all of these homeless people who mm. need so much and she's like being a real bitch about this coat. Mm. So they leave it. For somebody else to get the lottery ticket. I'm sorry, I just went off track. But, you know, that's like a thing I've seen multiple times, especially in that time error. Yeah. Error. Era, where it's like... It is an error. Really. (laughs) The 80s and 90s were just an error. The 80s and 90s were nice. (laughs) What are you talking about? I love the 90s. What a good time. What a nice time. Okay. Fun times. Fun times. All right. Okay, let's get back to this flea market, this police fundraising flea yeah, market. Yeah, back to this flea market. That's hard market. to say. Police fundraiser flea market. I've, I've been calling it a benefit. The police benefit Ah, uh, that's market. better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. Police flea market benefit. The, the, the PD benefit. There we go. Okay, so while this business with the code is going on, Grace is like, you know, I wonder if Ivy's going to show up. You know, we were co-sponsoring this whole event but i've still not really met her i wonder if maybe tonight will be the night and she's kind of enamored with she is she's like i really want to meet her she's so famous don't you want to meet her she's so glamorous she's so she's so beautiful and all of this she like kind of she has a girl crush on ivy she kind of feels the way about ivy the way that Teresa feels about ethan (laughs) just like the adult version of it kind of yeah you know yeah kind of i do think she's like we could be friends I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. She could be friends. And she thinks she's really beautiful and glamorous. Yeah. So So I think we should go to the Crane Mansion and talk about what Ivy is up to there. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. So at the Crane Mansion, while all this business is happening at the bazaar, at the benefit, Ivy is sitting in the living room reminiscing about her time with Sam. Listening to that song. Listening to that song. That same song that I couldn't sing to you if I wanted to. No, I couldn't sing it either. I have no idea. I think it does say, like, we, no. I was about to say, didn't we almost have it all? That's a (laughs) Whitney Houston song. That's not the song. They couldn't afford that. Are you kidding? They could never afford it. They couldn't afford that. Um... 
uh, yeah, whatever. All it's, of the tunes are so unmemorable to me. Yeah. I can't, I can't repeat Except them. for cross, cross my heart, hope to die, I will never tell you lies. That one I remember. Yeah. And honestly, that one kind of sounds like this one. Yeah. I just don't remember the words to this one. Next time I'll try to remember to we'll do better. write down the words. We'll do better for you, dear listeners. Yeah, but it's something like we belong together. We belong together. We had our chance. Like something Some like bullshit. that. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, she's listening to this song, and Julian is, interrupts and is, is like, what the fuck are you doing listening to this song again? <laughs> he like, creeps in. He's like, there's Ugh. that song again. What are you up to? He's like, if I know anything about you, it's that you always have some kind of motive. Like, Yeah, he says, I've shared the same house with you, if not the same bed, long enough to know that everything you do has a hidden meaning. Yeah. Yeah. So she, what's going on he, here? He kind of gives her the third degree and she, you know, denies it. She's like, shut the fuck up and don't ask about my life. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't hate each other. You live your life and I'll live mine, but just get the fuck out of my face. And so he is annoyed with her and, yeah, like kind of negs her about the flea market and is mm-hmm. like, I bet you're not even going to go. And she's like, I bet we are going to go. Nah. Yeah, she didn't even know it was happening. She didn't know what it was. Right. She was like, what are you talking about, a flea market? And he, she was like, what happened to the picnic? And um, Julian was like, oh, well, Grace Bennett changed it to a flea market. Shouldn't you know about that, yeah. Mad- Madam Co-Chair? Right? Shouldn't you know? Shouldn't you know what it is and when it's happening since it's in your name? And he, she's like, when, well, when is it? And he's like, tonight. He's like, it's, it's happening now. It's like, what time? Now-ish. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm headed there now. <laughs> so Ivy goes upstairs to look great, to look great, to make herself even more beautiful. She descends the staircase in a 90s outfit that nobody else could wear. In a In a black... It's skirt not a, suit. a skirt suit. In a black skirt suit, like an Allie McBeal yeah. look. She she looked good. She looked so good. She looked excellent. No, she has no business looking that good. Yeah. You know what she looked like? You remember The Parent Trap? Yes. The the remake with Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. The, the oh. girlfriend, the mean girlfriend. Yeah. What's her name? I can't Lillian remember. Lillian or something like that. But she kind of was dressed like she that woman dressed yeah. in that just really businesswoman, just business bitch. Yeah, like <laughs> business you know, this bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say professional. <laughs> <laughs> I like business bitch better. I think I do too. Yeah, professional. Yeah, um, and she looks great. And so uh, they they head off to the fundraiser. Well, and Julian kind of questions her about that too. He's like, yeah. "What do you do? You want to go to this thing? You don't have to come to this thing. I promise you, you're gonna be bored. You're gonna be bored to tears. You don't have to come to this, you know." And he's like, "Why are you?" And then she looks so good. He's like, "What are you all dressed up for?" Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Why do you look?" So good. Yeah. Julian's a dumb dumb, but he's not that dumb, you know. Julian. Yeah, but I also think Julian, he doesn't care also. I think Julian also, like, loves drama. He loves a swirling vortex of drama. That's why he's always, like, you know, getting his dick wet with whoever he can. Oh, my God. Like, whoever, if women in the house, like, he's just, like, constantly prowling he's always prowling kind of poking the bear like bothering ivy like he likes to cause problems yeah he does he's a troublemaker he He is definitely a troublemaker so they head over to the bazaar or flea market whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and when they arrive well just before they arrive grace is talking about how she would love to like meet ivy Mm -hmm. and as they walk in 
she sees her and Eve kind of gives them a look and Grace goes, oh my goodness, there they are. Ivy's here and look how beautiful she is. And Eve's like, we would look that good too if we had the time and resources that Ivy Crane has. And honestly, I don't think we look so bad. We look pretty great. I think we look pretty great, you know. I loved that. Eve. I think we look pretty great. And yeah, so she's she makes a couple little snarky comments about Ivy, mm-hmm. you know. And Grace is still really enamored with her, but Eve's like, I'm not impressed. Yeah, Grace is busy ogling them and Eve's not having any of it. Yeah, she's not into it at all. Also, like, Ivy is scanning the room. She's looking around to the point that Julian notices, like, who are you looking for? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. He gets, like, annoyed. You don't know anybody here. Like, yeah. what are you, who are you looking for? What are you, what, stop looking around. Yeah. Yeah, so Ivy and Julian are there. Sam and Grace are there. Eve, Eve and TC are there. Grace is excited to meet Ivy. She really is, and yeah. Grace is quite gracious. Yeah, and she and I, she and um, Eve have been going through the boxes and have been like trying on different things, and so they've got these cute little hats on their heads. Oh my god! <laughs> Grace has on a Dalmatian spot hat, like a furry Dalmatian spot hat. Yeah, I think the texture is more offensive than the pattern. And. Eve has on a pink hat that's cute, but it's, like, sitting so high up on her head. <laughs> it's, like, not on. It looks like a child-sized hat. Like, it just doesn't... I don't... It's perched atop her head. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, <laughs> they're excited. Well, uh, Grace is excited at when Ivy comes over to introduce herself, because... Grace says to Sam, kind of hinting, wouldn't it be so nice if I was able to get an introduction to Ivy Crane instead of just being a face in the crowd, you know? (laughs) Hint, hint. Yeah, and he's like, well, I don't know. But just as she's doing that, Ivy's on her way over with Julian and the mayor? Who was that? Oh, I was busy taking notes. I didn't even notice there was another guy there. Yeah, he introduced them. Oh, I yeah. completely missed it. Yeah, I, well, I don't completely. know who he was. But then Grace reaches out her hand to uh, shake Ivy's hand. And Ivy doesn't reach back for, at first. She just kind of hesitates. She stands there and smiles. It's so sweet. She's so sweet about it. She is. And she just stands there and waits. And then Ivy grabs her and she's like, so you're Sam's wife. And then Ivy kind of corrects herself. It's like, oh, I'm sorry to call him by his first name. He was just so nice when he came to our house the other day. Mm-hmm. Chief Bennett, I mean, you know. Chief Bennett. So after a rather awkward introduction, Ivy asks about Grace's niece. Apparently she's also heard the news about the fire in Castleton and wants to see how the family's doing and they talk a little bit and then she's like you know what grace why don't you show me around i'd love to see what all of our (laughs) hard work has uh looks like in action so arm in arm they're walking around the flea market and sam looks sick to his stomach that man turned green great acting i don't know how he changed the color of his skin but he did he He looked ill he was sick and I get it. I was a little sick too. I felt bad for Sam. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is not this might not go that well. We don't know though. But you know, Ivy's not gonna blow up her fucking life 
in the middle of a flea market, you know? No, she's too practiced for that. Like, yeah. she, she's very contained. Uh, how else could she get through life with Julian? But I do think maybe part of Sam's worry is how she'll treat Grace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And how she's going to make Grace feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're walking around and they talk to, stop at the the food table where Pilar is setting up. And Ivy's like, oh, Pilar, this cake looks familiar to me. And Pilar's like, yeah, it's the cake that you had sent over. And she's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you asked our chef to make it, not me. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't pack any of these things in boxes on your behalf and send them over. And do all of the work And do for all you. of the work and give you all of the credit. That definitely didn't happen. No. And then um, Ivy's like, oh, well, who baked the rest of this stuff? Where did the rest of this stuff come from? And Pilar's like, oh, well, Grace pretty much baked everything else herself. And Ivy's like, oh, you still bake? What's that mean? What, yeah, what does that mean? You still bake? Like, once you get married, you no longer bake? I don't I, understand. I, I don't know. Also, like, Grace isn't a billionaire. Like, she doesn't have somebody who can make pastries for her she doesn't have a pastry chef right yeah i didn't understand what that was exactly ridiculous yeah so what else happens well i think that's basically it with the adults yeah well what actually we have to talk about julian bumps into eve Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Julian bumps into Eve by accident. Doesn't see her. Doesn't Didn't know she was standing there. He bumps into her. And he goes, he looks and says, oh, I'm sorry. And he goes, Eve. And she says, it's Dr. Russell to you. Okay, girl. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Russell. It's Dr. Russell to you. Yeah. And they have a moment. These two people know each other. Yeah, they have a history. They know each other, and TC peeps what happened, and she's walking over, and he says, was Julian Crane bothering you, and did he say something to you? And she's like, oh, he just bumped into me. It's no big deal. I, you know, he just apologized for, for bumping into me. It's no big deal. So, like, TC has no clue that Eve knows Julian Crane. Mm-hmm. You think this is related to the secret that she's keeping from her husband? Yes. You think this could be it? I think it could I be. I think they have a storied past. I think they're quite <laughs> the past there, girl. You, I can't wait for you to find out oh what all of this God. shit is. It's so, there's so much. I have some ideas already. <laughs> so that So that happens. And now let's talk about the kids. Okay. We always save them for the end. We should start with them so we can get through their bullshit. Get, get through their bullshit, yeah. All right. So while all of this is happening, the kids have been roaming around looking at things. And Kay, of course, is scheming with Simone and is saying, oh, you know, it's great that Miguel is here because he means he wants to spend time with me. He's at the flea market with me. And Simone's like, I'm at the flea market with you. Miguel just happens to be here as well. Yeah. Like, he's not here with you. Kay's so delusional. At one point, she's, like, looking through clothes, and she's like, I need to find something for my date with Miguel. What date? <laughs> what date? <laughs> what fucking date with Miguel? What date with Miguel, you psychopath? Right. She's a nutcase. 
She's like, well, you know, the more time he spends apart from Charity, the less attached he's going to be, and the easier it will be for me to move in on him. She's awful. Yeah, and also, Charity's been in the hospital for a night. Right. Like, he's been here at the bazaar for 35 minutes. Yeah. It's not like they, they've been torn from each other for years or anything like that, right. months or anything like that. It's been like... An hour. She sees the whole evening as a victory, though, where it's like he went to basketball practice with her. Not really. And then he went to the flea market with her. Also not really. It's like, yes, he was at those places, but not because of you. Definitely not with you. Definitely. And definitely not with you. Mm -mm. So she's doing all this mess. And then Miguel has asked Grace, is there a jewelry section? And wanders over to the jewelry table. Probably to get something for charity because he is obsessed with her. And uh, Kay sees him over there, wanders over to the jewelry table, and spies like an antique engagement ring mm-hmm. or wedding band. What was it? It was a, it, yeah, it was an antique engagement ring. Got it. And uh, tries to convince Miguel to get the ring, but. For her. Well, she it's says... so weird. She says, you know, this is so beautiful. Any girl would be happy to get a ring like this. And he looks at her he's like, really? You think so? He obviously is going to buy... Anything he's going to buy there is going to be for charity and not her. Right. And yet she has deluded herself into thinking that if, if Miguel buys something that she suggested, he's buying it for her. She's out of her mind. It doesn't even you, make you're sense. You're setting yourself up for heartbreak. You're setting your, she sets herself up for the bullshit. Yeah. Because she's like putting these things in his face and saying like any girl would be happy to get this. Like, and you know that he is in love with someone else. So anything, anything he's buying for a girl would not be you. No. It does. It, it It's senseless. She's so delusional. It's just senseless. It doesn't make any sense. I keep saying the same thing. But anyway, so he's looking through the jewelry and Kay spots like a record player and everything right next to the table. She's like, oh, this is perfect. I'm going to play some romantic music. It's going to go so well. So she puts a record on and lets it start to play. And what song is it? It's that Ivy and Sam song. It's that Ivy and Sam song. I couldn't tell you. Again, I couldn't sing it to you if I wanted to. But it's that song that Ivy has listened to over and over again in this show. And also, that song has changed. It's a different sh- song than it was originally. Yeah, because I remember when Grace and Sam were sitting at the table talking about that story. Oh, that was so heartbreaking. Yeah. That story about when the- their first date and all this. It wasn't the same song. It's a song. different song. The song she listened to earlier on in the season is a different song. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's like we're just in a different part of the song. I don't know. Or maybe it's the same song and it's just so unmemorable. Yeah, that every time we hear it, it's <laughs> a new it's song. New. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that song plays, and it's like time freezes for Sam and Ivy. They both, like, it's like they've both been caught. Like They just, yeah. like, freeze up a little bit. And Julian walks over to Ivy and says, oh, it's your favorite song. It's, there's that song again. Mm. And uh, then Grace grabs Sam and says, oh, this is actually Sam's favorite, one of Sam's favorite songs, too. And uh, Ivy's like, oh, really? (laughs) And they just, like, share a moment. So the adults have this tense moment. And then Miguel comes over to Kay and goes, goes, Kay, give me your hand. And puts that ring on her left finger. Left, what is it? Her left ring ring finger. finger. 
Uh, and of course, Kay, in her mind, is getting a proposal. Yeah, she's like, sh- she like takes a deep breath, like, <gasps> oh, like it's, it's like, for her. Like she's been swept off her feet, and it's like obviously he wants to see if it fits on your finger because you are a similar size to Charity. Like, get it together, sis. It's not happening. It's not happening. In fact, he's probably going to be like, well, the two of you are cousins, so I figured maybe y'all would have like similar <laughs> ring sizes. <laughs> Something stupid because he's a himbo. Oh, gosh, Miguel. Miguel. And right at that moment, Chad enters. Chad has entered the flea market. And I'm so excited because also earlier on in the episode when Kay is like looking for clothes for her non-date with Miguel, (laughs) um, Simone says... I thought you were going to try and help me find somebody. Like, I thought, what what happened to you helping me find a guy? And, like, why is everything always about you, basically? And then Kay gives her this little pep talk, like, you know, the perfect guy for you might be right here, right under your nose. And then we cut to Chad, mm. and we see Chad. That's about to be a whole thing, too. Oh, boy. But, um, yeah, Chad has entered the flea market. Another age-inappropriate man. I don't know how age-inappropriate Chad is. Oh, that's true because he's still yeah. talking to his his case his social worker. worker. Yeah, yeah. So he could be like, I think he's fairly eighteen. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. I know, I know. It comes up, oh, and okay. I know how old Chad is. Okay, yeah. okay. It, it comes up. So yeah, that's everything. Yeah, that's a big episode. A lot happened in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take. A we'll breather. see you on the other side. Bye. Welcome back from the break. Here we are. Episode 64. 64. Episode this was a good episode. 64. It felt long, but good. You know, anytime we get all the characters in the same location, I always think that it's going to go faster than it does. But I think they just have so much ground to cover that it seems a little yeah. long to me. But it, it was a good episode, but it did feel a little draggy, maybe. Yeah. So we open this episode with... Miguel putting that ring on Kay's finger. We open this episode with Miguel proposing to Kay. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Let's be real. Let's be real. It's ridiculous. He's putting that ring on yeah. her finger. Her powers of telepathy worked. And she is overjoyed. She's like, oh my god, Miguel. And she like hugs him. And he looks so confused <laughs> while she's hugging him. Yeah. He's like... Why is she hugging me? Yeah. And then he kind of pulls back and he's like, ha ha ha, oh, ha ha ha, Kay, you're such a jokester, Kay. You knew all along that this ring was for charity. <laughs> yeah. And he's, and he's like, I'm going to buy it, but I want it to be from all of us. It's going to be a friendship ring. It's a, Miguel, it's, all of it's wrong. It's all a, of it. It's an appreciation ring, Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> It's a 90 Day Fiance reference for oh, all of you listeners. It's an appreciation ring. It's, it's not. It's not an engagement ring. Dorsey. Oh, oh Lord, Jesse. So she's of course devastated. And honestly, I don't know why he did that like that. You know, it was so weird. And he went into this whole thing. Oh, I've been saving money all summer to be able to afford this, and it's really special. And when I saw how much you loved it, I just knew I had to get it. And it, I mean, it really. Yeah. He. Led her on. Yeah, you don't buy a ring that a girl has told you, oh, I love this ring. 
Like, you just, like, and buy it for somebody else. I feel like it's really rude yeah. to, to kind of buy it out from under her. Yeah. And then give it to somebody else. 100%. But Kay deserved everything. She sucks. Look, Don't let me forget. Like, look, they're trying to make us feel sympathetic towards her. Never. But I didn't feel, one, like, bad at all. I laughed. Me too. <laughs> I'm laughing again. I didn't feel bad for her at all. Not one ounce of sympathy. None at all. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But also... I understand why she, she thought that he was proposing to her. Yeah, because he did. Yeah, I well, I under, I also understand why she thought like that he had bought the ring for her. Yeah, and, and also just knowing how delusional she is, mm-hmm. you realize like, of course she thinks that, and he went about it all the wrong way. It just didn't make any sense. No. It was so stupid. It was weird. Yeah, but you know, she's his good buddy pal. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't ever think that she would take it the wrong way. I guess. He must be really dumb. Yeah, he is himbo. He must be really dumb. Yeah. Because he's very obviously leading her on. And there's only so many times you go, ha ha, Kay, my good buddy and pal who I have no romantic interest in whatsoever, before you realize this girl's into me. And yeah. I got, like, we, we're, you know? Yeah, he, no, he. He's got to know. He's Either he knows dumb. or he's just. He's just a meathead. A stone cold dumb dumb. He's just a meathead. Well, Kay goes outside to cry. And I laughed then, too. <laughs> and they tried to make us feel bad for her with, like, that sad piano music. Like, boom, 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 boom. Like, I don't feel bad for her. Nope. Didn't feel bad. I don't feel bad for her. Y'all better play some upbeat music. Play that hip-hop. do 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 Some entertainer. You all Yeah. Or some Joplin. Yeah. Like Sousa, like some, yeah. some like band music. In and of itself is funny, and then layering that with sad K. Yeah, I don't know. Hilarious. Maybe I should make that meme. It, it, that's a very specific <laughs> meme. <laughs> there's like 50 people who would understand it. There's, I think there's like three people who would understand it, and two of them are on the couch. That's true. Or at least would even think it was funny. Yeah. yeah. It might not be, but I it, thought it was hilarious. It Moving be. on, she's outside crying her eyes out. And Simone makes the excellent point of saying, K. You set yourself up to be disappointed. Yeah. You've made yourself feel this way. Mm-hmm. She is absolutely right. You set yourself up for this heartbreak. Yeah. And Kay's like, well, you don't understand. You've never been in love. When you're in love with somebody, you would do anything for them. Even, like, betray your entire family. Yeah. And Simone's like, I would never do that. However, they are clearly setting us up for some Simone bullshit. Oh, yeah. Simone is finally going to get her due because she has really just been a sidekick this entire fucking time. We've had so little development for Simone, and so we're, we're walking into some Simone story. Well, yeah, we are walking into some Simone story. And the thing is, I like Simone a lot right now. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I hate the direction this is about to go. Oh. You already know what the direction is. You can see, like, they're giving you hints as yeah. to what this direction is. Yeah. And I already hate it. I don't know what the direction is. No one spoiled this one for me. Oh, well, I th- <laughs> I'm just saying, like, based on, like, what they're showing us yeah. in, the sh- in the show, mm-hmm. 
and who her best friend is. Yeah. Like, it's just about to go left. And you know it is. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. Because I like Simone so far. I really do. Yeah. She's a likable character. And she I got, want her to win. You know what? She got wrapped up with the wrong crowd. She definitely did. She sure did. I really want her to win, but we'll see. Love makes you hurt and betray your own family. Yeah. What a psycho. Yeah, she's a nut. And I think Simone says to her, like, you need some help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, one day, she's like, Charity is your first cousin. One day you might be a bridesmaid at her wedding. To Miguel. Get used to the idea now. And Kay's like, over my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good Tabitha impression. <laughs> That was my K. I'm in my dead body. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. So they uh, have their little sad moment and then head back into the flea market. Yep. Where some shit's going down. Yeah, what's going on in this flea market? Let's talk about these Cranes, Bennets, and Russells. The Cranes, the Bennets, and the Russells. Yeah. Well, Ivy and Sam's song is playing. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> They're all standing around being really weird about it. <laughs> and so Grace, oh, ever sweet Grace, takes this moment and is like, oh, this is weird. I'll fill the silence with a beautiful story about how on my first date with Sam, he was sitting at the table and the jukebox was playing the song. And it just goes south from there. Ivy's like, oh, isn't that interesting about how the past can come up and be in the present and... Grace, don't you find that while men can often leave things in the past, women have a hard time with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Grace is like, whoa, Sam's got the best memory I've ever seen. Yeah. So it gets gets a little weird. And then Ivy kind of excuses herself and is like, why, Grace, why don't we continue that tour that we started? She's like, I'd love to see some of the arts and crafts. Yeah, as if anybody here believes that Ivy Crane's into the arts and crafts of Harmony. Ugh. Well, they go to the table, and Ivy's like, well, this one thing is nice. It's the only nice thing on this table full of crap. (laughs) Yeah. And Grace is like, oh, Pilar made that. And then Pilar's like, and Grace made that. Yeah, and Grace (laughs) made these Afghans, and like... Ivy, like... Might as well have thrown up on them. Yeah. She, and, well, and so she tries to like backtrack. She's like, oh, how vibrant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're so colorful. <laughs> well, and then Grace like walks away to tend to something. And then Ivy walks over to Pilar and starts talking shit about Grace. Like, yeah. have you, did you see those Afghans? How dare she even uh, mention that they go into my house? Can you imagine having something like that in my house? Something like that in the Crane Mansion? And Pilar takes this moment. Pilar's amazing. Yeah. She's so great. I loved Pil- this. Pilar takes this moment and she says, you know, Grace is very well liked in this community. People really love her. And her Afghans sell out at her store every winter. People love them. They're very warm for the winter. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, you know, nobody thought you would come to this. And nobody's, ex- and we're all, you know, thankful that you and your husband have come. But nobody expects you to stay. And Ivy's like, oh, is that a hint that you're trying to get me to leave? <laughs> Flora's like, no. And that's when Julian kind of interrupts and mm-hmm. is like, Pilar, Pilar is right, darling. <laughs> Pilar is right, and I've been trying to get your attention for an hour now. Yeah. You know? And so to spite him, Ivy turns around to Grace, who is kind of at a, an adjacent table, and goes, Grace, how long would it take you to make me an Afghan? Like, yeah, oh, and he, Ivy, what are you doing? And the thing is, 
Julian's ready to go. Ivy sa- and Ivy says to him, like, my work's not done here. Like, yeah. I'm not finished here. Mm-mm. I've got some things to do. I'm going to ignore your watch tapping signal that yeah. you're ready to go. Because that's his signal. I'm going to discreetly tap my watch when I'm ready to leave. Yeah. Okay, Julian. <laughs> so, Julian comes over and he says something kind of rude. What did he say? I didn't write it to down. To Pilar. He said something really awful All I said was Julian and Ivy are rude and Pilar walks away. I yeah. didn't write down specifically. And it's like Pilar can put up with Ivy, but she can't stand Julian, right. you can tell. And, uh, what the fuck? fuck did he say oh slumming it like oh yeah. you sure you want to keep slumming it down here with these like peons basically he was like uh why do you want to continue slumming it basically mm-hmm. and pilar kind of walked away and then ivy had the nerve to get mad at julian when she did almost the exact same thing when she walked over to pilar and started talking shit about those Afghans and about Grace. And about everything happening at the fair. Yeah, she the did the exact same thing. She's, market. she's no different than Julian. No, they're the same. They're the fucking same. The, the pot and its lid. Honestly. Ugh. So while this is happening, Eve is talking to TC because she can kind of see what's going on from a distance. She goes, what is with the damn cranes tonight? Ooh, yeah, she she's pissed. Yeah, she says, and especially Ivy. You know, I've heard that one is a real ice queen. And TC backs his woman up. And he goes, yeah. Like, they're not pleased about it. And then Sam, the camera pans over and Sam is standing there. Sam is standing there lost in thought playing with his wedding ring. TC is standing there with his arms crossed looking all grumpy. And Eve just looks like devastated and angry at the same time. Quite the trio. Yeah, they're all standing there pretty visibly upset. Oh, yeah. They're not <laughs> trying to hide it from anybody. They're... They're like, we're having a bad time and everyone will see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they don't like that the cranes are there. So, Ivy's not done. Whatever she's trying to pull, she's not done. She's, so she's on a mission. So, she's like, I'm not leaving yet. Well, I don't exactly know what happens. I remember TC and Sam... Go to the, go out back to like talk for a little bit, but did they mm-hmm. sh- show that conversation? They didn't show that conversation. Um, but what we did kind of see was Ivy was shocked by the rebuff that Pilar gave her, and she, like you said, she's not done with whatever her mission is, and she obviously feels very threatened by Grace being great mm-hmm. and everyone really liking her. And she spots Sam going into a back room, mm. and so she follows him into that back room right. to go cause some mischief. Yeah, and they have a little conversation. One thing I did forget to mention, TC and Sam go off to talk about something, which leaves Eve alone. And Julian sees her alone and, like, is looking at her, and she's staring him down going, don't you dare come over here. Don't you even come Don't you dare me. come near me. Woo, I can't wait till we get to the bottom of this one. Some real stuff went down with those two. It's like, did they have, I, look, and I know you're not going to answer, I'm but not it's gonna. like, did they have an affair or did something happen that, something else happened? I don't know, what but all I be? know, all I'm going to tell you is there will come a time where you are going to be so shocked at the way this all turns out. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. You're going to okay. just be like, what? Okay. Yeah. Oh boy. But it's good. And I, and you yeah, like I can't, I couldn't ruin it for you if I wanted to, honestly. Wow, I have so many guesses. Yeah. 
because so much happens between like now and then. Yeah. So this is like just quick. This is just build up. Honestly, like it, th- we haven't even gotten into anything. Oh my god. It, even though it feels like we've gotten into a decent amount, but it's like we've barely scratched the surface yeah. of this, of what's going on with these four people. These, these many hundreds of episodes that yeah. we have to watch. We have to get through a lot, but it's pretty great. All right. So, yeah, so they, Ivy corners Sam in that back room. Yeah, poor man just wanted to get a box. He just wanted to get away from her. Yeah, uh, yeah. this whole thing has been an exercise in Sam escaping Ivy. Avoidance. Yeah. <laughs> Avoidance is what yeah. it is. He's good at it, too. He really is, yeah. yeah. So what does she say to him? Uh, basically, Ivy comes in and tries to, like, talk him up a little bit, like, just kind of chat him up, and... Uh, Ivy's like, you know, Grace is different than I expected. Just trying to, like, get a jab in. She's different than I expected, but she's nice and down to earth. And Sam whirls around and looks Ivy dead in the eyes and defends his wife and says, Grace has no hidden agendas. With her, what you see is what you get. I love my wife, and she's the best thing on this earth. She's great. She's great. And And he walks away and leaves Ivy standing in that back room. Speechless. Yeah. Leaves her there speechless and pretty hurt. Yeah. She thought, she thinks that she can walk, waltz back into his life and he's just going to fall all over himself for her and they're going to run away together or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. But that's not what's happening because Sam is a man of honor and she clearly broke his heart. Yeah. And it was well over 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, she broke his heart, but it was a long time ago. And he's built a life he's, with Grace. Yeah, he's a got whole kids, life. Kids with her. Yeah. And, Gra- and Grace is awesome. Yeah, they and, have a happy marriage. Yeah. A beautiful family. Yeah, minus they, Kay. They're having no problems. Yeah. And he doesn't know how awful Kay is. Right. He doesn't know that she's a rotten egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to him, everything's perfect. Yeah. So for her to. Try to walk back into his life and bring that pain with her mm. and that trauma with her. Mm. Like, she's stirring up some bad emotions for him, I feel like. And, and I, you he, know. He's not r- willing to go there. No. He's no. not willing to go there. And good for him. I'm glad he's not. Yeah. He basically, like, is don't play games with us. Yeah. Don't do it. Whatever you're doing, I'm not here for it. So just stop. I'm shutting it down right now. So, Ivy and Julian do finally decide to leave. Right? Before we do that, I just want to make one little uh, comment where while Ivy is doing her messy mess in the closet, Julian is, like, looking around, like, where the fuck is my wife? And he spots spots TC, so he goes over to him and tries to make small talk, and TC walks away. Yeah, he doesn't talk to him, he just walks away. Doesn't acknowledge it, doesn't look at him, just pretends that it's not happening and walks away from Julian. Just walks away. It was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so Ivy and Julian finally, finally, finally leave, but before they leave, Ivy's like, we've had such a great time here, and I love you all so much. Why don't you all come to dinner tomorrow? <laughs> and Grace is like, that sounds great. Everybody says their thing at the same time. Uh-huh. Grace is like, that sounds great. Sam's like, tomorrow? And Eve and TC are like, we, we can't come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those two are on the same page. <laughs> yes, they are. And Julian is like, what are you doing? Like, Because it's very clear that Ivy is pl- Up to something. plotting yeah. something. And is also doing this part in part to spite Julian. She's doing some case scheming. Yeah. 
She really is. Yeah, but she's got a lot more money and power behind her than Kay does. And brains. <laughs> and looks. <laughs> yeah. She's basically got everything that Kay doesn't yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She she has all the things that Kay lacks. Mm. Yeah. So we leave off with them there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, we can't come except for Grace, who's yeah. like, I'd love to. <laughs> sweet, <laughs> sweet Grace. Grace. So while the adults are doing this at the flea market... Chad is roaming around. Yeah, Chad. He comes in. He goes to the refreshments table, looks at the sandwiches, sees they cost a dollar. Is like, ooh, that's a little rich for my blood. Yeah. And you think he's about to, like, steal, but then Miguel walks up. And he's like, those sandwiches are pretty good. My mom made them. <laughs> <laughs> like, Miguel catches him looking very suspicious. Yeah. And instead of being rude or even saying anything about it, he's like, those are great. My mom makes them. Like, I'm Miguel. He's, let's go, like, sit down and be friends. Like, it yeah. was, he was so nice about it. Yeah, Chad kind of starts to walk away and Miguel, like, follows him. He's like, you know, I, I've never seen you around here before, but you, you're a kid and I know basically everybody in Harmony. And he's like, well, I'm not from Harmony. And so then they chat a little bit. And Chad is a little defensive, but sweet Miguel breaks him down. He does. They, like, Miguel is just so affable, I get. I, I mean, love it. Yeah, it was really sweet. And Chad's like, oh, you know, I was thinking about getting a coat. And Miguel points him in the right direction. And, yeah. And then Chad walks over there and Miguel looks at the sandwiches and he's like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and grab a couple. And so he puts a dollar in the in the jar, grabs a, sa- a couple, well, two dollars, grabs a couple sandwiches, walks over to Chad and is like, you know, uh, here's a couple sandwiches. He's like, you forgot your sandwiches. Yeah, and you shouldn't eat standing up. So he, like, brings him over to the yeah, table. let's go sit down. They and sit then, down and then a friendship blossoms. They start to talk a little bit and Chad just kind of tells him a little bit about his story, how he dropped out of high school and how his parents dropped out on him mm. and that he worked at Trax Recording Studio. Oh, and I've Miguel, heard of Trax. That's yeah. a really cool joint. Yeah, Mikhail's <laughs> like, oh, they're pretty big. I've heard of them. What are you doing out here? <laughs> you know. And it was sweet. It was sweet. It was really sweet. And then Miguel left to go, like, make a phone call on the payphone oh, yeah, to was, check on Charity. That's right, yeah. And then uh, Kay and Simone come back in and walk past Chad, who's looking at the newspaper, but, again, finding nothing in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And as they're leaving, because Kay's like, let's go. And Simone's like, yeah, all right, there's... No reason for me to stay here either if you're not here. Right. And as she's walking, she sees Chad in his gorgeous puka shell necklace. <laughs> and she just goes, wow. Wow. Just wow. Wow. I saw your face and wow. <laughs> you, you probably do not know I what that is. I don't know what that it's is. It's from Hey Arnold. Oh, yeah. I don't know it. Right then I took a vow that we'd be together, girl, just you and me. That's the meaning of eternity. I saw, I saw your face. Wow. And wow. Oh, I was That's how early. it goes. <laughs> uh, but I'm just telling you, lots of people will understand that reference. Okay. It's not just me. That's a, it's a thing. No, I'm sure it's a thing that I just don't know because I didn't have a childhood. I saw, I saw <laughs> your face. And wow. She saw his face and wow. And wow. So Simone is going to fall for Chad. Yes. Yeah, but is Chad going to fall for Simone? That's the, that's the question. Lord, that is the question. All right. So have we been to the Crane Mansion yet? No, let's take a stop there. The, 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 the house on the hill. Because that's everything at the that's flea market. Yep. So, yeah, let's go on over to the Crane Mansion. 
where Whitney is a little caught up uh, looking at this scrapbook <laughs> that Ethan has handed her, and it has a picture of her dad in it, a newspaper clipping of her dad in uh, some competition he was in, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, what the fuck is this doing here? It's really bothering her. And then she overhears Ethan offer Teresa to come back to work at the mansion, and that really, like, sets her off. She's like, what? No! <laughs> and it snaps her back <laughs> into reality. Absolutely not. It snaps her back into reality, and Ethan says, like, I know I have no business asking you to come back to work here. And Whitney's like, yeah, you have no business asking her that. And then Ethan's like, I'm sorry, Whitney, did I do something to you? Are you mad at me? <laughs> Are you angry with me, Whitney? Yeah. <laughs> Whitney mad at Ethan. <laughs> Whitney's like, no, I'm just surprised after everything that happened that we would be here. It's just, I'm just shocked, that's all. But I don't know about you. The thing that shocked me was that Ethan and Teresa kind of ignore this whole thing and start laughing and bonding over the fish guts incident. Yeah, they're talking about the the fish cannery, which was the grossest one Ugh. of the incidents. Definitely the one that would be the hardest to forgive. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things where it is turning into, like, a shared experience yeah. that, that they can now laugh about together. They are bonded forever. <laughs> These two. These two. So they're getting along swimmingly. Whitney is annoyed by that, confused about what's going on with this newspaper clipping with her father. Yeah. And then the doorbell rings and Gwen the cuck arrives. Gwen arrives. Ethan goes out to greet her at the door. And he says, you'll never guess who's in the living room. And she goes, who? Who's in the living room? And he goes, my stalker. (laughs) She's like, what? Your stalker's in the living room? But why? (laughs) (laughs) explains everything about Teresa and she questions him like why didn't you say anything when Frank unmasked her in the first place and so he explains that he didn't want Pilar to get fired and all this yada 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 so then they go into the living room and what happens well Gwen is rightfully suspicious she does not trust whatever is going on with Ethan and Teresa and so she's kind of got like a face on the whole time where she's not pleased about uh what's going on yeah but teresa apologizes to her she's oh, like, i'm okay. so sorry about everything that happened it wasn't an accident like none of it was intentional blah 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 and she turns to ethan and accepts the job she's oh, like yeah. i'm gonna be back yeah and before i forgot to say this before gwen and ethan go back into the living room teresa and whitney have a little conversation and whitney's like what are you doing like she's just like you know what Teresa, some people can't drink alcohol. Some people can't eat sugar. Some people can't be around cats. You cannot be around Ethan. You're addicted to him. You gotta get away from him. And then Teresa's like, I can't just fall out of love with him. (laughs) And um, she's like, I've changed my mind. I'm never leaving this house. (laughs) (laughs) Refuses to leave. Yeah, she refuses to leave. And then Gwen comes in and they do the whole thing. They do the whole thing. Yeah. And at this point, now Gwen is becoming threatened by Teresa's presence. Because when Teresa says she's accepting the job, 
Gwen kind of like clutches onto Ethan and leans into him she's, like she's laying claim to this man. She's so insecure. Yeah. It's hard to watch. It is. And then the four of them agree that they have to keep the secret of Teresa being the, stalk, the stalker, in quotes, from Julian and Ivy. Because yeah. Ethan says, my parents are very protective. Even if they found out that it was an accident, I'm not sure that they would show leniency. So let's just keep it to ourselves. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that, with this information that Gwen has. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I have a feeling Gwen's going to do something with this information. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, for sure. But while she's going to be up to some stuff, Teresa's going to be up to some stuff. Yeah, so Whitney, Whitney asks Ethan about the picture first before mm-hmm. they leave. And, the, and Ethan's like, I don't know why your dad would be in there, but maybe he knows why he's in there. And then I'm like... Whitney, do not tell your father you spent the evening at the Crane Mansion. Mm -mm. I don't think it would go over very well with T.C. Russell. No, you would be grounded for sure. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, at least. He might send you away to boarding school. (laughs) So she's, you know, wondering about this. Her mind's elsewhere. But they go outside. Um, Teresa and Whitney go outside because they're going to head over to the benefit but instead of leaving, they just stand outside the Crane Mansion and talk about the Crane Mansion. <laughs> like, And Teresa's like, if those four walls could talk, they could tell us. And Whitney's like, tell us what? And and Teresa's like, secrets. Yeah. All, <laughs> All kinds the secrets. secrets. She's like, I wonder what has happened in that house. And, you know, I'm going to be in a privileged position working very closely with Ivy Crane. I'll bet I can un- uncover some stuff. I'm going to do a little snooping. When I return to the mansion. So, yeah. We'll see where this goes. Let's see where it all goes. Is she going to discover the secret about Sheridan? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. She, she might discover the truth about what happened to Sheridan. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. I don't know, though. I, I do know she does get into some, some trouble in the Crane Mansion, but uh, you can... As you can have would have guessed yeah, oh that yeah. she gets into some trouble in the crane man. Yeah, it's not gonna go smoothly. No, she's a mess. <laughs> All right, that's the whole episode, yeah? Yeah, that's it. We did it. That's we the end. We did it. So thanks everybody for listening here for the thirty sixth episode. Yeah. I actually I guess this is technically the fortieth because we had those four bonus episodes. Oh. But I didn't number those. Yeah. But uh yeah, thanks for listening and remember you can always Get in touch with us on our social medias at Passions Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. <laughs> Latara's <laughs> personal favorite. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing anything much on it. I'm trying. I'm gonna. I'm going to. But we only have like 12 followers. <laughs> Guys, if you want content, you got to follow us on TikTok. Yeah, but uh, also remember to check out our um, website passionspodcast.com yeah we have a website we've got cool stuff on there there's a forum yeah there's a shop so you can get yourself a t-shirt tote uh, bag also we have set up the anchor support and like the little paypal support so if you want to you don't have to we're not asking you to but if you feel like you want to support our podcast with a little money money we'll take it yeah <laughs> a little virtual tip job no just to help us keep the show going so if you want to it's there for you. And as always, you can reach us at passionspodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Send us your origin story. Send us your personality swap. If you have any uh, research that you've done, any interesting facts or information yeah, about passions, we'd love to hear it. let us know. All right. So that's all. That's all she wrote. We have just one more thing to do. 
and we can do it this time. Here we go. You are my passion for life. That was better than the last episode. It would almost have to be. Yeah. <laughs>